0: The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. It is another episode of The Shaken and Stirred Show. It never gets boring. We just met a new producer called Karis, who I think we probably should have on as a guest, Tom, don't you think?
1: We should have on as a guest, and Karis is the only person he knows called Karis, which we need more of, Nigel, as you know, because as we know, your name, for instance, is, is, is dying.
0: Actually, it's not dying. There are it's a lot. There are a lot of dogs being named Nigel Barker oh, all lovely. around the world. In fact, I have seen. I've come across several um, Pomeranians, uh, Chihuahuas, and even the odd <laughs> poodle mix. Uh, uh, I don't know what they call them, spoodles, or something. but they are all called Nigel Barker. And I'm, I'm very happy to know that my name is actually living on um, in the canine, uh, you know, breeds. So yes, canine, small canines. You know, as I am a Barker, I, it makes perfect sense. Okay. So <laughs> here we are, guys. Shake it instead once again. Tommy boy, what are you drinking? I'm drinking, A, it's, this is a
1: drink, right, that you can make at home and you can make it as lavish or as simple as you want. It is basically, and this isn't me being lazy. This is actually delicious. It's pomegranate. <laughs> vodka oh, shut t- up. It's not v- vodka and tonic which cocktail it is actually a cocktail basically a, a
0: vodka tonic with color
1: it's a vodka tonic with a, with with a flavoring of pomegranate which one can add champagne to okay it, it is delicious so therefore if you're sitting at home and you, you have a vodka tonic if you want to make it more exciting go put some pomegranate like. if you want to like really kick give give you give, give it a kick you add a dash of champagne
0: so for all of you out there pomegranate right so you can buy that pom pommy thing that uh, drink that is rather syrupy and strong which is a uh, you know you can buy it in uh, you know in most supermarkets but pomegranate is also grenadine so grenadine is pomegranate right so if you get grenadine cordial you can just use that and you can use a smaller amount because that, if you use the pomegranate juice you have to use more to get the correct kind of flavor at least that's my been my experience you use uh, some syrup. yes absolutely some simple, some syrup. simple syrup absolutely so so listen ironic it's so strange okay and everyone out there I know you probably don't believe us but Tom and I and I've said this before on the show we never talk about what we're drinking before we see each other on the show when we do the podcast we never talk about it so as luck would have it and I'm literally going to just produce it so everyone I'm going to talk about it I am drinking a pomegranate (laughs) and gin (laughs) um it's kind of like a gin fizz, but it's with pomegranate. It's actually called the Clover Club. And uh, it, it's just kind of interesting. It can be traced back to the late 1800s and um, comes from Philadelphia. It's probably the, the number one Philadelphian cocktail ever made, actually. It, it was very, very popular sort of pre-Prohibition and then kind of got erased after the fact. And it came back in the 2000s. And there's actually a bar called the Clover Club in Brooklyn, um, which has obviously this this drink on the menu and it's now back in full force and it is super easy to make it's actually what egg white in it i did a dry shake tom you talked about a dry shake the other day uh, so you put the, an egg white uh, half like an half an ounce which is like half a jigger of lemon juice freshly squeezed half a jigger of pomegranate cordial um and two jiggers of gin and i use london dry which goes very well with this. And uh, you shake it dry, which means no ice, for about 30 seconds, which builds up this nice white froth, as you see, on the top of my drink. Um, And then you put ice in it and shake it for another 10 and pour it out into a coop. Hey, mate, cheers. Tommy, old boy. To pomegranate. To pomegranate. To to, to both of us drinking pomegranate drinks without even knowing. Weird, that's so weird. Well, it's not the first time it's happened, it's not the last you know, obviously obviously, we're channeling one another, old boy. Booze news. There's lots and lots of happening in the world of booze news. So, first of all, as we all know, the pandemic has caused real problems in the industry. Everywhere, closures. In, in the UK alone, actually, 600 million pounds, £600 million, I think, are, um, of reduced income in the UK and something like $1.2 billion uh, in the US, you know, as far as the... the, the how much more needs to be drunk so people have come up with a solution i need to spit this out if brits drink an extra 124 pints of beer each this year we can solve the problem in the drinking in in the booze industry in the uk now it's actually equates to 218 pints in the us because for some reason in the us it's been even worse but i know 124 pints sounds like a lot but it's actually only like half a pint a day so if you're a beard lover, just drink an extra half pint a day. Or just drink half pint, and you're going to, we're going to actually solve our problem in the booze industry and bring back all those restaurants and bars and pubs and all the rest of it that have suffered so much from, you know, obviously the pandemic. So we can do this, people. Let's get together. And One more piece of booze news, it's quite interesting. Vodka made in Chernobyl. Have you heard of this, Tom? No, uh, no. So they're making vodka in Chernobyl to help bring back the economy over there. Guess what it's called? Atomic Vodka. Oh. <laughs> so you can pick yourself up a bottle of Atomic Vodka and help the Chernobyl rebuild. Ironically, they, the first fifteen hundred bottles were being shipped out, and it got, they got stuck in customs in the Ukraine, having not paid the tax stamps. So um, I'm afraid the uh, the rebuild in in, in Chernobyl is going to have to wait until they sort out their taxes. <laughs> but uh, they don't get cut, They don't get cut any breaks over there in Chernobyl. Clearly. So um, on that They're note. Cut- I mean, does it come with a glow? I mean, what does it do? Does it come with a glow? That's a good point. Is it radioactive? Apparently not. No. Apparently, the radioactivity is, is I think, the thing is, who believes it, right? Would you drink something out of sort of Chernobyl, where they you know, a huge nuclear disaster? I yeah. don't know. Well,
1: do you know, it's interesting. To, listen, a very interesting thing happened today. I was, in my, it was at, on my farm, and I was looking around, in a gallery that I use, a, 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 thing that, a thing that I use. And I bought about, about 10, 12 years ago this hotel. I needed a lot of furniture for a hotel that I was building in Morocco. And I heard about this hotel that was going, being sold in Knightsbridge, one of these big, smart, fancy hotels. And it's behind Harrods. And I went and met the manager and I said, well, What's the deal? And she said, Well, you know, this is, we're getting rid of everything, we're closing down. Someone bought the, the building and they're going to turn to a massive house and we want to get rid of everything and we're just trying to just literally just liquidate. It. But you know, we're not that interested in how much everything's cost. So I, I did a deal with them and, and, and bought the entire contents of this hotel. Beds, side tables, curtains, chairs, everything. And it was a you know, big-ish hotel in order to then ship it all out to Morocco. The shipping it out to Morocco didn't happen in the end, but I was left with the contents of this hotel, including televisions. I mean, I had sort of 45 Flat screen plasma TVs and you know, and and an entire industrial kitchen which I installed in in here. wedding meeting. Anyway, as I was talking to the woman, um, I was the story came out. I said, "Something's familiar about this place. I don't know what it is." It was um, it was the hotel. That do you remember a guy called like Litvinenko? Of course. Right, who was Who was poisoned polonium two ten? He was, It was like he was sort of stabbed with an umbrella. On, on, on Waterloo Bridge in London by some Russian agent, basically killed by one of them, um, you know, one of the you know Russian government agents, um, and he'd been staying in this hotel when this thing happened. And I said, "Well, hang on a minute, you know." I mean, I mean, you know, we had the old, you know, has it been... She said, well, yeah, it's interesting, because after it all transpired, these people arrived in hazmat suits and Guy counters and went through the whole, you know, wherever he'd been in London, they, they went... Anyway, they, they checked this hotel and they said they found uh, radioactive, um, radioactive, whatever it is, uh, dust or whatever, um, on the curtains in his bedroom where he opened his curtains.
0: I said that's what what he was doing with his curtains.
1: Anna in the, city, in the in the, the drawing room of the hotel. That he on, They checked the whole place. They enough. There wasn't anything else. And I was like, looking at, it thinking, Are you sure? Are you sure about this? Because I'm about to ship all this stuff back to my farm. And I mean, you know, has it been really checked? You know. Anyway, so it's quite funny that I was having this conversation with someone today, and then you should mention this. So um, synchronicity
0: is clearly at work. Clearly at work, and Tom, looking at I, I, your hair, I remember in fact that your hair never used to be that colour or look that way. I, you bought this I, hotel. I, I, I it's completely radioactive. Talk on the subject of radioactive. We have a an atomic guest coming up today, Kelsey.
2: Hi there.
0: Okay, look, I just gave away our guest. I completely blown this, everyone out there. I normally do the big lead in. I got all excited. Kelsey's holding a really giant microphone, by the way, looking really pro. When, you know, we just sort of spit at our computer. She's obviously done this before. She's got several podcasts. Look, guys, she's a comedian. She's a mental health advocate. She's a filmmaker. She's the author of Don't, f- can I say, f- can
1: fucking panic?
0: <laughs> uh, please welcome Kelsey Darrow.
2: Kelsey. Oh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here.
0: Really, really, it's really fun to have you with us too. We, Tom Astor, my great friend, my co-host, he's in the UK right now. Kelsey, oh. you're in Los Angeles, right?
2: I am based in Los Angeles. I'm currently in the Catskills right
0: now. What do you mean you're in the Catskills? Where?
2: Where? I'm in West Catskills. My friend had a baby seven days ago. I had to be here to help it come into this world, and I'm going back to LA soon.
0: What do you mean, West Catskills? It's not, it's not like Los Angeles where, or California where you go, yeah. the Catskills, West Catskills.
2: <laughs> I actually have no clue. I know New York City and that's it.
0: That's what I knew. I knew you did not know, right? Because it's not, it's like people say West Hollywood. Or they're divided yeah. up, East, West. There's no, I live in the Catskills. I'm in the oh, Catskills. you do? Right now, right here, where I'm looking at the cat skills, I'm in Woodstock, Stop. just outside. That's what we I'm are, saying.
2: We are five minutes from Woodstock. That I know.
0: So that's what I mean. <laughs> well, so where because if you're five minutes from Woodstock, I'm five minutes from Woodstock. So- I
2: have a wait, hold on. Oh my god, this, this is an audio podcast, but I have a Woodstock tattoo.
0: I so said, wait a second, now I've got her foot in the... <laughs> you know what? It is an audio podcast, but guess what, guys? As of this week, we have a YouTube channel and we're going live. So oh Tom, God. I'm glad you've got a shirt on because um, usually he's naked. But I'm so sad you have a shirt on. Now we have feet in the podcast. He has a shirt on. Don't worry, he'll take it off later. Um, uh, uh, and you have a Woodstock tattoo already.
2: I have a Woodstock tattoo. I am five minutes from Woodstock and you. I think we're close to Glens Bay.
0: Okay, that now you lost me now.
2: Now, okay, I'm sorry. I just don't know the, the
0: name of a bar or, or a road. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tom's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I am in the Great Britain of UK or whatever it's called now. What do you call it now?
1: Well, at the moment, well, the United Kingdom, but it's not as quite might not be that united for long cuz I think Scotland have got ideas to peel oh. off. Anyway, that doesn't work. Yeah, I'm in England. I'm in England.
2: I was I was just trying to include you.
1: England. Yeah, no, but I, I know I've been to Nigel's place before a lot in future, many times actually, up up in up in Woodstock. So I'm kind of, I'm as keen to as he is to know where you are because geographically I could probably
0: recognise it as well. But as you don't know oh, where you
1: are,
2: <laughs> I don't know where I am, and I'm sober. Like what? How does this happen? <laughs>
0: This is the problem. This is why we have a cocktail podcast and we only invite sober guests on who don't know what they're talking about. And (laughs) Kelsey would be the perfect guest. So Kelsey, what are you drinking, my love? All
2: right. I got a lemonade on ice because as you know, it is hot as hell up here in the Catskills. I've got lemon sugar rim. And then I don't know if you've ever heard of Seed Lip. Um, It's a distilled non-alcoholic spirit, which it's, super tasty and super, super aromatic. And so I've got a little bit of a, what flavor is this? Lemon. Citrus. Lemon. Citrus, more lemony, lemonade with lemon <laughs> sugar with a lemon topper because it's so hot here.
0: Look at that. Fantastic. There we That's go. That's Actually, cheers. it sounds like you could just do with a bit of vodka. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> there you Oh go. my
2: gosh. Why is it all so fancy?
0: Oh, well, you know, I we're know. a fancy show. This is we, we, you know, we make fancy cocktails. In fact, we oh, both went so pomegranate so... today for some odd reason. And t- Kelsey, we do not discuss our cocktails in advance. Mm. We don't. We didn't know. We did not know. That's just the
2: friendship.
0: It's yeah. just literally. It was an homage to my ginger friend. I thought I would Aww. make it. A... You're you looking know.
2: very blonde from over here. Very high, like summery highlights right now. Oh my! Thank you. Do you
1: know something? I'm so cross that it's so hot there because I. You, if, you, if I could turn my microphone up, all you would hear is a howling, sixty-mile-an-hour wind and a serious storm coming through. Oh, uh, how
2: romantic! Which,
1: which is quite—I was about to say—it's quite romantic. It is. You can hear it in the eaves. I can hear it coming through. So, but um, at the same time, just to hear that you're, you're, all, you're all basking in the summer sunshine is something that I'm completely. Yeah, I haven't seen yet.
0: I love oh. that. You know, the the wind, it's you can hear it in the eaves. You heard that oh. in the eaves. That's E-A-V-E-S. That's the top of the building. That's where the yeah you
1: know, oh. no, he uses
0: he's using words, people that that you know, he's that like kind of an old English book. I think he's flirting. Actually, is what's happening. <laughs> all of I a was c- say. All of a sudden, trying to be all sort of Shakespearean and stuff. Listen, Uh-oh. it's
2: so hot here. I don't want anyone to touch me. I will gladly come over to your romantic, windy, uh, pomegranate-filled, book-lined city. <laughs> like, come on.
0: Yeah, You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, let's just move on, please. <laughs> mom, I don't even know what's happening in this conversation. She's not even damn well drinking. She's got a huge microphone and lemonade, and I don't know. It's all got sugar all over the top of it. <laughs> Everything else, I think like a sugar rash or something. I think is what's Definitely. going on. Let's get into you. I want to get into you, where you, you know, your entertainment, the sort of becoming a comedian and all of that kind of aspect of, of who you are. A lot of people want to get into entertainment. A lot of people want to get want to become a comedian. Mm. How does that start? Where does that Where does that moment for you come from?
2: Let's see, be the youngest child of very neglectful parents um, and always just need attention and um, a space to be loud in. And I was raised in Florida, which... Nothing normal happens in Florida, right? I had no idea my upbringing was so abnormal until I left. And (laughs) like I said, just pure attention horror. Um, My parents put me into theater and ballet classes and things like that. But that just wasn't enough to, um, you know, fill the hole Uh, clearly that my, I don't know, father and mother left or something like that, that I needed to get from other people. So um, I started actually in New York, way too cold. I couldn't handle the snow. So that's when I moved out to Los Angeles. And I actually was started in Los Angeles at the, the very beginnings of YouTube. I don't know if you guys remember where you were when YouTube started, but it was a pretty big deal for us internet kids. I just thought, oh hell, I don't need a manager or an agent to do any of this. I can just be my own boss. And for the past 11 years, that's kind of what I've been doing. I worked at BuzzFeed, which is kind of a cheat code to getting a big following. You kind of get thrust into millions of people's eyeballs. But from there, I've kind of taken it a step further with, you know, writing the book. I'm actually working on my second one. Um, I just absolutely love the audience and social media that I've built. I'm a huge TikTok fan. Are you guys on TikTok yet?
0: I'm on TikTok. Oh, yeah. I, thought I
2: saw you on there once or twice. The people were freaking out.
0: I'm on TikTok people. I'm, I'm get my me having makeovers. My 12 year old <gasps> daughter got me on there. You'll see me with hair, then without hair. You'll see me in <laughs> full drag. I go for it. I'm like, you know what? It's the craziest thing in the world. I would never have done that on Instagram or on Facebook or anything else I've ever been on. And for some exactly. odd reason, literally my sort of, I launch into TikTok and have a yeah. full hair makeover. Yeah, what the-
1: it's a weird uh- place.
0: What's, what's, it, what is what's going on in, on that you place? Know,
2: you guys know how it is on Instagram where you have to always constantly be posting bikini pictures and showing off your butt. You guys know how it is. Yeah.
0: I, I, like, I love getting in a bikini, actually. You know, in fact, I'm running a, a lingerie model search right now on Instagram. So there you go, people there,
2: See, and I, I just, I can't live up to those expectations all the time. And TikTok is just a weird place to dump your weirdness.
0: FYI, I looked at you on Instagram just a moment ago, and you've got lots of bikini shots right there, so they're, they're right up there. you're, I'll tell you're, you. you're half I've... naked in most of your pictures, in fact.
2: Listen, I know where my audience lies on the Instagram. I got to do what I got to do.
0: you right now on, it, on TikTok. <laughs> I can see his face. It's that weird porno face that he pulled. <laughs>
2: Oh, like, let me make sure for research purposes that's true.
0: <laughs> and that frown upside down, Tom. It's not frowning when you're staring at her pictures. Was going, no, Sweet. no,
1: no. Sorry. I was just, you know, when you, people start talking about Instagram, I start getting confused because I don't really, I'm not a big social. I'm not a I don't no. do social. But what I did do the other day was Nigel was like, Why don't you like why don't you like our video? you should like our our shake our podcast? And I was like, What does that mean? Like, what do I what do you mean like? And he's like, oh. What do you need to like? You need your own Instagram account. To, so anyway, I, I opened that evening. I got my girlfriend to open me a, a, an Instagram account, right? And it was called, for everyone listening out there, TomAster.Real, right? Just to make it different from the, the German country Western singer that exists. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, so I, did, I opened this thing. I followed. I, I have one follower, okay? Oh. Shaken and stirred show, right? I have one <sighs> follower. But here's the weird thing. This is what I don't get. This is <laughs> what, seriously what I don't get. I have not posted anything, okay? Yes, I seem to have, if I read it correctly, 26 followers.
2: Oh, my God. Congratulations.
1: For, for doing nothing. No like to talk. Hollywood, baby. You've done way more than
0: nothing, old boy.
1: So will huh? you... Someone trying to explain how why 26
0: people would want to follow something that doesn't because that the followers on Instagram see that you yes. did see people have looked to see who's liked it and then they're like, Oh my god, it's Tom Astor the snapper from It and Stern. I want to follow him personally,
2: exactly. Uh,
0: follow. By the yeah, way, I'm, I'm, not follow <laughs> I'm not one of you, I'm not one of your followers. I, I will follow you now. I had no idea. For God's sakes. The guy lives under a rock. You think know, I have to stop at least once a week. You know, what, what's he going to take pictures of? I mean, What am I following him for? I mean, what, other than to perhaps tag him in a post, that's only really going to drive him nuts. Is he going to have oh. followers? I hate people with accounts who have millions of followers without any pictures. It's yeah. like, okay, I get it, you're famous. Jeez, rubbing it
2: in our faces. I got to show my butt to get those followers. You don't have to do anything.
0: Trust me, I've had to show my butt a few times too. (laughs) I don't have as many followers as you, so I'm kind of a little depressed, but there you go. Um, I'll help
2: you out, I'll help you out.
0: Yeah, please do. We're going to need it. So okay, you you, you 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 grew up in a funny in a, in a funny sort of a, I guess a difficult situation, a hard childhood. I get this is a sort of not an unfamiliar story that you kind of get with a lot of comedians. Yeah, you know. we're broken. Yeah, there's a, well, this is the funny thing, right? So this whole I mean, I say funny, but not funny. <laughs> but um, there's this aspect of the sort of tears of a clown kind of concept. Yes. Uh, that you know yeah. that that song that I loved, you know, growing up and. Forget who sings it. Is it Dinah Ross? Or is it the Four Tops? Or yeah, you know that song I'm talking about, Tears no, of a Clown. But you got to check it out. It's a fabulous, I'm, yeah, classic, right? Okay. Called Tears of a Clown, and it's all about you know, you see me singing, you see me having a great time, you see me smiling, laughing, telling jokes. I'm actually inside, broken and sad, and oh, yeah. I'm only laughing because I covering my tears. Right? Sounds
2: like my diary. Yeah.
0: So you are a mental health advocate, right? So this is a big part of who you are. And I thought that's why I kind of – I was thinking about it. And there's, we've had a few other comedians on. We had a, a Leah Lamar on recently mm. that you may know, Leah. Yeah. You know, she's another young L.A. comedian on Clubhouse like you are. Yes. But for you, what was, was – is that part of your – you know, the sort of difficulties and your struggles? Is that what also kind of led to your – wanting to be a comedian specifically? Of
2: course. I mean, I think the best medicine besides Xanax is laughter. I mean, (laughs) if I'm in a place of depression, I don't want to continue that tropey, like dark artist, isolated, alone, tortured. Like that's not, I don't want to live that life or live in that case. (laughs) If I'm constantly just in that place that so many people can relate to that you have to kind of claw your way out of so for me comedy has always been the answer to everything like a breakup uh you know school any hard stressful time I would always turn to you know uh cartoons when I was a kid and SNL when I got older and comedy central and now there's so many different platforms where you can get comedy whether it be youtube or tiktok it was always just a natural part of my life and for me I could do stand-up and pretend to be, you know, what you see on Instagram, but it's not authentic and no one connects with it. So what worked was when I actually talked about my deepest, darkest shit and I started to talk about it in a funny, relatable way. And that's why I wanted to write Don't Effing Panic or Fucking Panic If I Can Cuss um, is because... You can't, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm screwed. Uh- <laughs>
0: Stop fucking cursing, okay? Okay. Just really uh, really God, annoying. I
2: can't. God damn it. Fucking um, to- get on with it. hell. You guys, your cuss words are so much cooler over there. By the way,
0: it's just the way. It's the way we say them. As that's it.
2: Yeah. So you know, co- comedy is the the cure to life to me. And so, if I could find a way to merge the two pieces of my life that I think the most about the darkest thing and the lightest thing, then. I've found a little bit easier way to crawl out of that hole. And that's what I've been doing. And I always call myself kind of an accidental advocate. This was never what I planned on doing. It was not my goal in life to do this. I want to do stand-up. I wanted to do SNL. I wanted to write. But as these other platforms opened up and showed a new way in, I was like, oh my God, this is so much easier. And number one, <laughs> and number two, it's, it's a better connective tissue with the world. And God damn it, isn't that just what life is all about at the end of the day is connecting right.
0: with people? <laughs> no, no, 100%. And I think that, you know, this whole concept of sort of being an advocate too, in a way, you know, clearly you are an advocate, but mm. in, in many respects, so many people are advocates in mm. general. And it's just, you yeah. know, what does an advocate mean? Does it mean that one goes out and talks mm. about it? Does it mean that you admit it? Does it mean that, mm. that you know... Or you're you're really physically making a difference. I mean, there's a and there's also this aspect of I feel like and it's a very quite an American thing. I've you know, guys, I've been in America for 25 years. Yeah. I'm a citizen, <laughs> so this isn't just me bashing on on, on a U.S. thing. But it, I feel that there's an there's a sort of a need in the U.S. to sort of claim that you are an advocate. Oh, I that they come sure. out and it's almost like a badge of honor or something, which. Uh, and I, and I, it's interesting because I, I suffer from panic attacks and all this stuff that Did you have. You? So we'll get, yes, get into it. But I mean, I, I just I feel like the you know I talk about it once in a while, wow. but it's not something where you know it's that advocating for it or for, for treatment yes. or whatever. But but I mean I but I and if it is great, but do I need to say I'm an advocate? I guess no. is my. point.
2: No, you're doing it without, like it kind of makes you cooler that you're just doing it without talking about it. But just even breaking the stigma of men aren't supposed to talk about their feelings. Men aren't supposed to talk about mental health. You're not supposed to talk about your emotions. You're sure not supposed to talk about your struggles. Even just doing that alone is a form of revolution and is breaking barriers for other people, whether you like it or not. So I completely understand what you're saying about the advocacy, advocacy thing, because it's kind of like, you know, the culture of wokeism right now. And if you're not saying something, that's saying something. And the thing that I will say that's, you know, easy or relatable about mental health that may not come with these other subjects is that everyone has mental health. Every single person, you know, the queen, Beyonce, you, me, everyone here in this room has mental health. And if that's something we can talk about together, it becomes less scary to talk about as opposed to some of these subjects that maybe people feel like uneducated or uninformed about.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's one of those subjects where, you know, you, you, because, it's in your, because it's in your head, um, <laughs> you know, you're not sure w- whether you could, you know, if you brought it up, whether you're going to be laughed at, right, or whether people right. are not going to understand, or whether it's just you that's going through it, right? So it's all those sorts of things, clearly. So people feel that it's, it is an uncomfortable thing to talk about. Okay. um in many ways yet obviously when you hear someone else talking about it and they're going through it and they're mentioning certain aspects of the perhaps the 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 process of what what you feel like when you go through a panic attack and you're like god oh. someone else is doing that too i'm not alone right there's that, that part right. of it now, listen before we get out any further your book let's just talk yeah. it so i just want to mention the title because we've sort of said it a few times but not the yeah. whole thing it's called don't fucking panic but with the you gone with the asterisk because you're so sort of polite right yes, uh, and then it's like you know then the, the, i guess the subtitle is the shit they don't tell you in therapy about anxiety disorders panic attacks and depression specifically right yes. so otherwise the specifically bit is not part of the title that's just i added no. that
2: no i okay. liked it that was nice
0: um yeah we should add it maybe Maybe. I'll, I'll cut
2: you a little check. I'll cut you a little check.
0: Have a look at that. Um, yeah, it's a good one, um, and I'm good at that, by the way. And anyway, talk to us about this book. Like, right? it's a yeah. workbook. Mm-hmm. A workbook. What does that yeah. mean exactly? We're talking. What does yeah. that mean?
2: I don't think I'm interesting enough to write a memoir, away way a lot of these like digital star influencer people do. I mean, I sure have lived one hell of a life. I've been all over the world. I've drinked. It put it in my mouth. You know, I've had a lot of fun. I just don't think that's helpful to anyone to read about. So for me, when I was writing this book, the whole idea came from when I struggled the most, you know, I've been to inpatient residential rehab. I've been to outpatient. I've been to therapy. All of the things and the tools that they gave me were so clinical and medicinal and like clean sounding that I couldn't relate to any of it. I was like, what's a, a, a hippocampus? I don't know. And I don't care. I dropped out of three colleges. So so for me, it was, it was really important to write from the perspective of someone who has gone through it. I wanted it to be really real, really grounded, but most importantly, tangible to be something that they carried with them and could pull out as, as much as they needed at any moment. You know, you carry it on the plane, the subway, give it to a friend during a breakup, morning, noon, night. I wanted it to be something that was sort of like a toolkit and you mentioned that it's you know covers three subjects specifically and we find that those disorders often coexist with each other so I broke it up into three sections anxiety disorder panic attacks and depression and every single page is a completely different exercise or tip or trick from stuff that is made up by actual therapists that have worked since the beginning of time to shit I have completely made up like there's one page that's a color by numbers that turns out to be a picture of Ryan Gosling holding a bunny because I just think that shit is soothing and calming in a moment of like terror when I don't know what to use my hands with and like it's it's just filled with something on every page that's intended. When to When you help. say a
0: bunny, is that the, the vibrator you're talking about? The bunny. I'll
2: let you decide when you see the photo.
0: <laughs> okay. No,
2: just, uh, just <laughs> it's called a rabbit. That's a good idea, I, though,
0: because that would be funny. Anyway, it's called
2: Tom a is rabbit. Right. It's called a rabbit.
0: Oh, sorry. All right, catch up. Jesus, <laughs> oh, I, I, I haven't got the I haven't got the two point I've got the, the, lingo the, down. the bunny four point zero. yeah, say, well,
1: the original. Can I just say something because? In the context of what you're saying right now, and it goes back to to to, to what you were talking about before and panic attacks and all that. There's a there's a really simple, I think there's a really simple solution to oh. actually focus everybody's minds on the fact that you you know what's quite interesting is when you said, you know, everybody has mental health. Yes, mm-hmm. actually. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Everyone does have mental mm-hmm. health. It depends, what state of health it is. It depends on the individual and what they, you know, but, mm-hmm. but everyone has a state of mental health. Right. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I found, the people, the, the, the people I've spoken to who, who are in the therapy section and I've been taught and I've run them about something to do with a child or something. And I'm asking the question, you know, <laughs> They'll, they'll talk about something well, they'll, and then what they'll always do, what they'll always do, and it's the one thing I don't really want, I don't, it's the question that I might want to battle away immediately and I don't want to, the one thing that we could all do to each other when we see is is, is literally say, how are, mm. how, are you, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? How you feeling? right now, how are you feeling? It, instead of, you know, that English thing of, hello, how are you? I'm oh, fine. You? Yeah. you know, figure of speech. Actually. Why not in school, literally, instead of doing, it's not the kind of groups or everything, why not just sit there and go, right, is everybody, I want everyone to, see, you know, before we start this class, everyone just sit there and think about how you feel, how, mm. how are you feeling? You don't need to tell the class, but just tell yourself, you're allowed to, you're allowed to actually understand how you're feeling. So how is everyone feeling? Oh,
2: you touched and, on uh, something so important. They and, don't uh, teach us that.
1: No one teaches it, but why do, I just don't understand why, it, it, it would take a minute Mm-hmm. Breach
0: time.
1: I know. I'm Listen like
2: here man. for this. But it's Woo, so true. Not? We're never taught in school how to, you know, we do our math and our reading, but we're never taught that like we are humans with energy and feelings and uh, that and mental, mental health, health exists. Exactly. Uh, and I think-
1: thing, but When you said, you know,
0: we've all got mental health, I was like, yeah, you know, that's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can we do it? Can we do it right now? How, how would Kelsey, 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 how are you feeling? <sighs>
2: I'm actually feeling really excited. I was really tired because it is like 5.30 out here. So I know it's late for us, but I'm actually really excited because you guys are cool.
0: <laughs> they, but th- thank you. I thought she was going to say because we were good looking, but hey, cool. I'll And think, cool. good
2: looking. You didn't let me finish.
0: Oh, and go- I just I took upset.
2: a pause for dramatic effect.
0: And, and, and that's it. That's So you're just feeling excited. That's all we're getting from you. Yeah, right
2: and I'm feeling really in my body. I can like, what, what you're talking about, Tom, too, is like a form of mindfulness, right? Is, it's just yeah. being in the present moment. And so I'm feeling really in my body. I'm feeling a little sweaty. I'm feeling a little, um, yeah, I'm feeling sweaty and excited. It's like, like having sex.
0: Whoa, whoa, oh, oh. whoa. Hello, hello. Hey. Sorry, did I just talk over that? What did you say again? Well,
2: it's, it's emotional sex, right? We're all having emotional sex right now
0: i'm gonna bring up that bunny again jesus <laughs> christ um,
2: what about you guys how are you guys feeling
1: you know what i feeling quite pleased that i've learned something new oh. about the fact that um i think that concept that we all have mental health i think that's a brilliant i think that's actually have i'm i'm quite pleased oh. that I've, I've heard that and then i've put but then triggered Good. my thing of yeah when it's like you know, that's an awful question you get about the feelings thing. It's like, why why, why, don't, why, why are we all advocating that? Like, I'm that's so excited. honest. Oh.
2: Thank you for oh. sharing that. That's wow. brilliant.
0: Amazing. Um, I'm, I'm, stunned. I'm stunned. Yeah, so I was going to think, so why did you write your book? Wait, <laughs> so, excuse me. Come on. How's <laughs> night nice feeling? What's night's nice feeling? Uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not feeling anybody actually right now. I'm just um, <laughs> trying to keep my hands above the table. Actually, um, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> actually, <laughs> too much, I know. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Apologize. I apologize. This are probably is a comedy listen.
2: podcast. God damn it! It was a joke. It we was got just it. a
0: joke. It's Our hands are here. Did you see him? I see. I, uh, I you got can it. watch They're us sure. on YouTube.
2: I got visuals, yeah, promote that visuals YouTube my, channel, very good.
0: Oh, here you go, you can see, it's all people. my hands are above. But where are your feet? But My feet, and your feet were in the camera a moment ago, so <laughs> I'm just saying, you know.
2: I just gave uh, free foot content. Okay, Nigel, you're skirting around the subject.
0: Yeah, actually, well, the thing is, you see, is if anyone knows me, and Tom does, he knows that I have a foot fetish. I do! Um, so you putting your foot up like that was really set for me for a whole freaking. this whole podcast yeah. went down. Speaking rabbit hole, literally, and you know, bunnies, <laughs> bits, and feet. Uh, this is what the title of this podcast will be: bunnies, rabbit, and feet with okay. Kelsey. A rabbit's
2: foot. So a rabbit's how foot.
0: are you
1: feeling? so, what are you trying to
0: say? That you're aroused, or what? How, I mean, you're <laughs> I'm, still the question. We're not getting always, to the bottom of it. I'm always about fifty percent aroused at all times.
2: What a way to live!
0: You know, and it's, so as a result, I have this sort of burning acid reflux type of oh. thing right here, and it's sort of like you know. Argh, no um is it good or bad
2: acid reflux that sounds kind of like sexy acid reflux it's
0: kind of good it's sexy acid reflux yeah, yeah sure. Keeps no, you one that you want to get rid of this is one you're sort of you know you kind of live with and it
2: Aww. just puts you
0: on the edge it just makes you a little like yeah you know so you this is alive this is me i i'm always have a lot of nervous energy mm. so i i wake up super early and i'm i am do not sleep well never have um and I'm always on edge. And I, I kind of like, I, I just discovered PG Tips decaffeinated. Uh, I'm going to huh. like decaffeinate my entire life because I don't think I can have any kind of caffeine whatsoever. Otherwise, it bounce off the walls. And I, I don't drink coffee. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. So like literally, right now, I'm, I, I, as, as usual, I'm quite excited. When I'm on my podcast, I'm always yeah fun to meet someone new. Yeah. To chat with someone kind of blind. It's like blind dating in a way. Like, right someone and you're like, you know, and I feel like we're hitting hitting it no, off.
2: Right. It's a like, bomb. God
0: damn it. I'm like, geez. You know. it's,
2: it's excitement.
0: set them onto the table.
1: God, now listen to him.
2: Look it's, at us. We're all excited. All of us have said we're excited.
0: Uh, right? Uh, Which uh, way uh, is
2: Nigel excited? We don't have to ask. We just go along with it.
0: Add ten, the table. fingers.
2: I see you. I see him. I see him.
0: I'm going to get my feet up here soon before you know it too. Now, like, are uh,
2: you attracted to your own feet? Not really. Okay. Just had to ask that. Carry on.
0: Yeah. No, no. So, and not all feet. It's not, I don't like feet. Most people feet have bad feet in my opinion. I have However, bad feet. No, you actually don't have bad feet, but you have oh, a nice God. ankle.
2: Thank
0: and you. Like and, that, and that tattoo was nice on the corner. And I you didn't see oh. the whole thing, but I have like, in general, it's like a foot thing, you know? So I'm, I'm this like. This is good to know. Yeah. Hey, I've
2: actually tried. I haven't tried. I've sold a couple of feet pictures just from DMS in on Instagram. Someone will just say like, hey, how much for a foot book? And I'll be like, I don't know, 50 bucks. And they actually do it. But then I didn't realize that there are such thing as ugly feet. Because they'll write back and be like, No, I didn't want it that way. I need you to do it this way. And can you put white toe polish on? And there's like instructions to it. And I'm like, Okay, this is, you're asking too much now. I'm this busy, is so
1: weird. You know, it's so weird. My girlfriend was talking about this the weekend. She went, Oh my God. She said, I'm just talking to a friend. And there's this thing in England. I don't know if it, if it's the same in America. There's a single only OnlyFans.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Does that exist in America? And she was going, This is a single OnlyFans. <laughs> Literally, put pictures of your feet on the internet. People will pay to see them. And I went, seriously, if you can actually make some money putting pictures of your feet on it, do
0: it.
2: Feed oh, feet. 100%. Feed. First
0: of all, forget about the feet. Let's just, for a moment, just take a moment on... Tom asking, does you know OnlyFans <laughs> exist in America?
2: I'm glad you said it.
0: First of all, it's a fucking website, dude. It exists all over the world, right? So <laughs> it's, not like a, it's not like the internet only exists in the UK. Tom didn't believe the internet <laughs> would actually take off originally. He thought it was going to be one of those family. <laughs> ah,
2: you didn't um, put your money in the. We so should I'm... have put
0: money on that, that's, that's for sure. Uh, uh, yes, mate, we've all heard of OnlyFans, and a few other ones as well, by the way. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I would right. love to, I think you could make a fortune, Tom. I mean, look at, what, yeah. look at you, you're 24 fans that oh. you've never posted a picture. Just imagine yes. if you put a picture of your foot up, for God's that's sake. That's a
2: niche, that's a niche uh, underrepresented um, area. Of, the ginger foot. Yes, the ginger, ginger foot. foot. And uh, also, uh, I just want to, uh, I just want to uh, point uh, out that this is the only podcast where you can go from like talking about your emotional feelings to foot photos. This to is such need, a diverse
1: is Ginger foot. No. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm struck with the ginger foot.
1: No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you special talking about your book
2: yeah yeah and your feet i mean like this yeah. is very on brand for me this isn't weird at all trust me uh-
0: no, this is all good therapy, people. You know what? Laughter is the best medicine, as they say.
2: Amen. And if ben. we can't
0: make you laugh on the Shaking of the Sturge show, we can't do much more. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. So no, let's get back to back to depression. Oh, I
1: mean, love that I mean, for I, us. I
0: think, you know, as I laugh, I'd love to hear about panic attacks oh, anxiety yeah. disorders,
1: and depression. <laughs>
2: The times you want to die because your feet aren't cute enough. No one wants to pay you for your photos. It's like, why? What's my purpose? Why am I here? (gasps) No, it's all intertwined. Like, holy shit. Like, we experience it in so many different ways, right? Like, I'm kidding, obviously, here, but also kind of not. It's 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 a it's a feeling everyone experiences. It just, like Tom said, it depends on the degree and most importantly, the um, interference of your ability to live daily life. And so for me, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder when I was like a teenager and I was like, oh, fuck off. I'm just a moody teenager with like hormones, right? Like stop trying to put pills down my throat. And then as I got older and I was drinking and lost in the world and you know not really um i thought something was wrong with me and i wasn't willing to accept that maybe it was my genetic dna makeup that was uh, a little wonky
0: right, but isn't that me i mean you know what i mean like it's your genetic makeup right i mean i'm not trying to say right. i mean I'm, look i'm i suffer from you know like i said panic attacks myself and I, and it started later in life more than anything mm. i guess we Often, you know, I've talked about this before. It's not news to my to the listeners of Shaken and Sturdish. But my sister took her own life, right? So she and she was uh, bipolar and manic depressive, right? And my other sister has also suffered from me- mental health issues, and a lot of like you do, We all have mental health issues to some level. It's not. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Without <laughs> yeah. that sex, yeah. um, you know. Or so, with, depending. Or with, all yeah. with, yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know, I feel that you know. There's, so there's, there's it's this this layered aspect of of, of obviously everyone somewhere on that spectrum yeah. of, of of mental health to some level. But
2: yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I feel that talking about what, you know, where you're coming from, specifically your life, you know, were there times where it felt so dark that you just didn't think you could go on? Is it Was it that oh, yeah. heavy for you?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And thank you for sharing about your sister. I didn't know that. And that must inform so much too about like how you feel about mental health and, and you right. know, your own experience. Um, I do write about in the book, uh, you know, trigger warning for anyone that needs it about like the times when I, uh, tried to take my own life. There was one time in particular where I didn't want to necessarily end my life. I just wanted to stop the suffering. And you could look at me and be like, you're living in Hollywood. You're a decently looking girl. You get laid. Like, what do you have to be depressed about? And that was kind of part of the problem was I kept thinking like, I have nothing to be so sad about. Why am I so sad? And it was just a endless cycle of shame and guilt that was just kept perpetuating that feeling of like i think it would just be better for everybody if i just stopped and i don't know what that meant but i got to that place where i just didn't feel like i was adding to anybody's life i felt like i was taking away and you know that that experience is so isolating and it's very selfish and it you don't mean it to be and i don't mean that to come off as a harsh uh, criticism of people that suffer from depression but you're not thinking of other people in that moment. You really are just thinking like, I just want this suffering to end. And so if you can find a way to interrupt that cycle of thinking, whether it be, you know, uh, you are sober or you have a friend or whatever. And if it's a little more um, nuanced where someone's like in a psychosis or, uh, you know, off their medications or something like that, it's really important to bring in that support system and try and, and bring yourself back because, Uh, And I write a a whole chapter about this in the book of, of just, it's just called just stay, where it's like, you know, if all you can do today is just stay, then that's enough. And I'm proud of you. And that if I hadn't have just stayed that one time, I wouldn't have gotten to experience life as full and big and fucking awesome as I've gotten to experience. Don't get me wrong. I still have depression. But boy, oh, boy, is it so much more beautiful to have depression and be alive and figure it out and fight through it and find a support system and find your find your toolkit and so that's kind of the experience i i i can share
0: what what, what leads for you, for you i mean again you don't have to answer obviously but just no, as with, i'm an open you know, book <laughs> you, know, it's the, you know the whole you know depression itself you, you say you're, you're still depressed mm-hmm. you know is it a is it a constant state of depression for you is it a Undulating state of depression—is it something Ooh, that just word. peaks and 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 then falls, or is it something that just it comes out of nowhere, or is it? Sure. Weird? I mean, just you know. Yeah.
2: Sure. It's it changes. It's fluctuated. So when I was younger, it felt like it was fucking constant, and it was like a gnat that I couldn't swat away. It just felt like a part of me. And like to to answer your earlier question, when you said, "Well, isn't that kind of you?" and it's like yeah, but what do I have control over? Like, what am I just born with versus what do I actually have control over? And as I've gotten older and I found management and different tools to make it not as bad, it's become so less of a thing. It's kind of like, now when I feel it coming in, and it definitely comes in wave, I, I deal with seasonal depression. So when the the light changes and it starts to get darker earlier, I thought that was all bullshit. Um, I've, I've got tools now to kind of look at it as like this guy sitting next to me on the bus rather than the thing that is suffocating me and preventing me from moving and transporting at all. It just is kind of like this thing that I'm like, oh, okay, you're going to take a ride with me for you know, maybe a day, a week, a couple weeks, and then you're gonna get off at your stop and like maybe I'll see you next time. Maybe I won't, but I'm not gonna live in fear of it and I'm not gonna not live because of it.
0: I've never heard of seasonal depression.
2: Sad? It's literally called sad.
1: Seasonal, seasonal just-
2: affective disorder. Yeah. Wow. How funny is that? It's called sad. Like oh. what fucking guy was so fucking lack
1: of, um, sad, lack of sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I- I asked something. I had a friend. I have a friend who who recently actually they they still haven't. They, they suspect that they suffer from bipolar. Mm. And I was I was talking to them the other day and, and it was like it was re- it was like I know and they're really great they're really great friends. So I I kind of I can see the mood change. Right. And I was talking to them and I well I know well enough to be able to have the dialogue and talk to them about right. it. So we're talking about it, feel how you feel and, You know, actually what happens and it, and to me as a sort of armchair psychiatrist or whatever I can, <laughs> you're taking, tick, tick, you're ticking all the boxes, you know, you're definitely doing. So what, what we agreed to do. And it was, and it's something that I think I'm going to remind them to do because they probably mm. won't at first was, mm. was that if they could, I, I said, do you, can you feel it as you just said, can you feel it when it's coming on? Right. Mm. And they thought about it. And they're like, yeah, be, okay. I said, do you, can you recognize it when it, when it starts? And they said, yeah, I said, great. Okay. So, when you feel it coming on next, right, the thing is, if we're going to talk to you, so give me a call, talk to me, and let's just and, and recognize it, right? Because ah, yes. It just it. And then then if I if I then call you and I'm talking and interacting with you, I will then know in my mind that you're in a place where, you know, you might not want to be in that place, but you're feeling, you're not feeling as great and as chipper as you normally are. So instead of me sort of rattling on and expecting you to laugh at all my jokes, you know, when you don't laugh, I'm not going to take offense because, you know, you <laughs> recognize that this thing's still... No, but I mean, joking apart, it, it, it's quite useful. It's kind of a weird thing if you can recognize it as something that, as you <laughs> said, this this entity that that's, that you have absolutely no control over. Mm-hmm. But if you... The more you recognize it, the more you understand that it's there and you have no control over it, the less kind of scary it becomes. Is that, the, is that, is that what happens?
2: Tom, that is music to my ears, you motherfucking ally. First of all... Congratulations on being an amazing friend. That is already ten thousand steps ahead of what so many people wish that they could do for people. So, like, Tom, I think-
0: you, Tom you told me you weren't going to tell anyone that. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be like, between between just you and me. <laughs> oh,
2: As he sips his drink. Uh, seriously, though, that's that's amazing. Like, if more people just did what you did and talked about, like the recognition of it that's like number 1 step 1 is to see it as that thing and and kind of remove it from yourself and then for partners or friends or whatever it's kind of like what else can you do you know sometimes the person doesn't know how to tell you what they need or what they need so you offering suggestions is like hey motherfucking class but you know with bipolar it's first of all it's changing right now it's becoming much more of a spectrum we used to think of bipolar as like you know they're completely helpless, running around on the streets, like shouting at something that doesn't exist, or you're just moody up and down. And now we're finding that it's so much more of a spectrum, and the way that we're treating it is uh, so much more advanced. And often is so misdiagnosed, depending on age and uh, experience in life. We're finding so much more recognition to trauma that uh, it kind of is like a shaken soda bottle, where it releases later on in a certain age in people. Um, so. Even with if if there's a, a hint of bipolar, I think the best thing you can do is start to become aware of the uh, habits. And again, I'm not a doctor, three time college dropout. Hey, yo, um, still making money. That was still cute. Uh, to become aware of it, start writing things down. Keep a journal. Keep a friend journal. Set some appointments for maybe seeing a therapist, psychologist, slash psychiatrist. Like taking action that is kind of like a passive action is always like my first step to people who think that they might be going through something that requires a little bit more of a clinical approach
1: right down how you're feeling
2: yeah just be like was this normal was this triggered was this abnormal is this kind of becoming a cycle for me and you might start to see some patterns that can then in turn help like a, um, a psychiatrist or a therapist recognize it
1: to ask self-help feeling, you, know, you know, that's the thing. So, so, what we were saying before about how you're feeling. You know, if every school kid was made to sit there and think about how they're feeling. Ah, uh, we'd be know, a different society. Well, you know, we'd probably we'd be, we'd be way more advanced, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, people have, have, I mean, literally, I think it's an interesting thing. I mean, especially in England, and I say especially, it's probably lots of countries, but in, people in England don't talk about their feelings. There's just mm-hmm. not a, it's almost... Considered to be almost sort of rude, almost to talk about your feelings. <laughs> sort of, you, why would you talk about your feelings? It's like completely personal, private thing that you wouldn't bring up at the table. It's not something to discuss, you know. Yet, you know, and, and I remember first coming to the United States, and, and people would talk about the, their feelings like quite a lot. Actually, <laughs> to a point of like sort of like, <laughs> really? Do you really have to? I, do I really need to know all that? And I would be like pissed, and I'd be, like, oh yeah. my god, like here we go again. They're going to talk about. That themselves and how they're feeling and Mm -hmm. you know but actually it is very cathartic it is Mm. an important thing and it's a you know you look at so many societies that and cultures that are repressed Mm -hmm. because they don't talk about their feelings and we're brought Mm -hmm. up to believe it's sort of negative whereas Mm -hmm. if you you know and and just for argument's sake just on a flip side for example you know not this is a different kind of repression but women's bodies for example if you go to Mm -hmm. the south of france women can be topless on the beach and it's completely normal and people aren't all staring at women's boobs right it's just not what's happening so and if there is anyone staring it's probably an american tourist or someone who's like shocked (laughs) that he's on a beach with everyone running around topless right or the english the same because they don't even wear two-piece, it's like a one-piece, <laughs> they're all completely petrified. Um
2: like Tom and his bikini Instagram photos to come.
0: Oh my Stop. god. Um, you know, the, I'm not sure that anyone will be able to look at that radioactive picture, actually. will be there. Glowing be off there. the page. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 I highly recommend the Third Love it's Underwear. i only fan.
1: fan, right there.
0: It'd be perfect. Third Love um, sponsored
1: by Third Love.
0: It's sponsored by, actually brought to you by. You um know, exactly. I don't know. And I, I think about my my own sort of situation too, personally, you know, and my own family. And, you know, you talked about the sort of spectrum of bipolar, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and the sort of catastrophic events that can happen and can right. you know, and, then, and then you said something which I've actually not really heard before, only because I just, I don't know why I haven't heard of it, but you said shaking it up and then it popping like a soda can later on in life. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm not sure what happened to my sister exactly. You know, I know there were certain issues and certain things, and my parents getting divorced. There were lots mm. of various events and right. stuff happening to her where she had issues as a child, yeah. and she got beaten up by a boyfriend. Various different things oh, that happened. Oof. You know, that,
2: yeah. there you go. You know,
0: that you're like, and then later on, like something happens, and you know. But actually, for her, it was coming off the medication. So this whole medication thing, because yeah. we take pills for stuff. Yeah. You know, and yeah, her coming off her medication completely right. messed her up and sent her off on a, you know, a whole nother into another world. And
2: yeah.
0: And that's where it was actually when she, she literally came out of us her, out of the, the craziness that the medication has set her on. And she said to my mother, this is very personal, but I don't know who I've ever said this before, but anyway, I'll tell everyone, you know, she, God, what have I done? Mm. Where's my life? She's like, where, why am I here? Why am I living here? Why do I look like this? Why? Why am i married to this guy what how did i marry this guy not that she didn't like the guy he's a lovely guy but it was she didn't remember she couldn't oh. remember it was as if she woke up mm. and all of a sudden found herself 20 years ahead in time and her life was changed and then literally my mother was going to see her and then two weeks later she would overdosed and that was it wow I, you know, that, that
2: is that is so heavy and thank you for making that information public because i think so many people are going to understand that weirdly enough and maybe even relate to it and how terrifying that must have been not only for her but you and your family and the thing that's supposed to help you the medication could be the thing that hurts you in the long run and I apologize I don't know when this happened but
0: this yes, it- happened about five years six six years ago now mm-hmm. but it, you know it's interesting the medication thing is something we have to be very yes. careful of yes. because absolutely you know, she was put on this crazy medication and It was too long, too much, and it wasn't monitored properly.
1: There you go. Especially in the
0: UK, where they just give you medication and you're not, you know, it's NHS. Yeah. I think one of the large issues here was she then saw a a doctor that was like, she shouldn't be on this medication. And you're probably right. And they pulled it off her and they took it too quickly. And so she wasn't able to cope. And so when she popped out the other side... Funniest thing is, is that I had some of my best conversations with her that I'd had in over a decade, where wow. she was actually clear thinking and, and not yeah. like a, a rambling mess. Right but for her to be like, I don't like the world I live in now, and I don't know what the who the hell I am, and mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a cr- crazy tragedy, and I, you know, it is important to talk yeah. about these things, and it's Absolutely. important for people to hear it and to to know about it, and that that's well, what makes very us It's yeah.
2: mm-hmm. It's it's I think it's more more common. I say that as if it's just yeah. like a, a trend or whatever, but I think it's more common than you think. And again, like you say you're not meant to be an advocate, but like right there is something that could literally change someone's life where if they recognize like, oh hey, I kind of relate to what his sister was feeling or or I know someone that's relating. Again, if there is a way to build a toolkit and it sounds like your sister was never really given a chance by the healthcare system to have that toolkit. She was let down by the people that were supposed to help her and a fucking tragedy truly, because that is unfortunately an example that is going to help change people's lives. You know, something like that happening and you sharing it is going to help someone else. And it's so unfortunate that that has to happen that way. And I think it's so fucking unfair. And I also believe that what we do with what happens to us is what makes us who we are, and we don't have control over what happened to your sister, but we do have control with how we take that information and and become better and different people and you know, I agree with you about the medication thing because I know people whose lives it's completely saved, or that it's you know completely ruined but i I don't think we know enough to not know completely yet we're still very much in a time where we want that one pill Kiral. we want that one thing that everyone can take and just be okay and it's so much more nuanced than that and and that's why I think what Tom said earlier about why don't we teach this shit in school could you imagine a bunch of kindergartners sitting around and learning like hey here's how to put your 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 toolkit together or your your battle defenses and and know early enough so that when it inevitably hits all of us you know it seems to be in our teen years and early 20s that we're not you know a cat on a string we've got we've got a family or a support system or whatever we've chosen uh, chosen to believe can be the thing that helps us out it's community
1: bipolar or a manic depression i suppose it used to be called is is not is theory i mean technically untreatable with medication right it's a, a,
2: a management a,
1: Yep. So, so what you're saying having a toolkit managing it recognizing it and then when you recognize it you can manage it and you can the more you recognize it the more familiar you become with it instead of it being some scary thing that's going to you know flip you over the edge or do you know you can kind of live with it it's like you've how to live with mm-hmm. it yeah i think what what was saying about it is just, i mean it is mm-hmm. unbelievable it is it is and do you know something if if this if this i this podcast i would like to the chief i don't know but maybe it's the glaxo client i don't know the drug companies whatever it is <laughs> phenomenal it is absolutely fucking repulsive oh. to, to see the number of people right the number of kids that are put on these smarties they're literally fed fucking smarties because it's mm. literally like a smarty are uh, you feeling a bit depressed oh we'll get you on the prozac we'll get you on that the amount of people I know who who, who live on their day-to-day lives on these things, from 20-year-olds through mm-hmm. to 40-year-olds, who have been on them for so long that they're so damn terrified of coming off them. I once asked this psychiatrist, psych- you know, when would it ever be okay for you to actually to, to you know to 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 say it's okay to prescribe a certain drug, and and she said, um, when there's when there is a, a chemical imbalance in the brain mm-hmm. that cannot that cannot be balanced out through therapy and talking and, you know, and analysis and whatever, then in that case, you know, drugs are probably necessary, right? Mm. But, I mean, with bipolar, for instance, there is no pill. There is no, well, Sorry, there is no cure for sure. bipolar apart from the most sensible thing I'm hearing right now that I've heard for a long time is what you're saying, the management thing, which fits right. in again with what my yeah. friends And
2: and the bipolar brain actually gets used to medications. So bipolar brain will have to be switching medications for the rest of their lives. I have people very close to me in my life who deal with psychotic breaks and mania. And I was like, oh, holy shit, I thought I was fucked up. But you ever seen psychosis? That shit is fucking crazy, bitch. That shit is crazy. And like, I can say that because I know what it is. And it's one of those things where it's like, you get bad news, and then it's like, oh, and there's no cure, and we can only, you know, prescribe you medication. And we, as a society, and it sounds like in the UK too, never look at any other modalities like Eastern, AUVERDIC, any type of neuro linguistic feedback, any neurofeedback therapy. We're totally ignoring, because it's a big business, what other possibilities there are to be getting better to treat that kind of. Um, disorder or illness if whatever you want to identify it with as. So as someone who is a constant um, love-hate relationship with medication, I confidently say that even today I take medication and it's been a lifesaver. It's also been a thing that makes everything worse for me. So I tend to not name things specifically like brand names, especially like in the public. But what I will shout from the rooftops is things like and it's going to be so annoying because I'm a white bitch from Los Angeles. But yoga and fucking uh, mindfulness and breath work and talk therapy and all that shit that other people kind of scoff at really truly has been the thing that changed my life and worked for me the best. So that's what I will always shout from the rooftops.
0: Breath work is, is definitely the one thing that personally I found for me with anxiety. That's the. That's the, really my only solution. I mean, and funnily enough, you mentioned recognizing it, Tom, when it comes sets in, I, I can, I can feel it. You know, it's coming. Mm-hmm. And, you're like, and I'm, I'm like, you motherfucker. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to pull you. I'm like, I, I know where you I know you're there. And I'm like, yeah. there's no reason for you to be here. I've done this a hundred times before. In fact, I've been on stages with, and, and oh. presented in front of 10,000 people oh. you know, in an auditorium. And I've owned the stage, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> how could you pull me down at this moment for nothing, right? And sometimes I'm not doing anything and and I'll go and get, I'll go for a walk. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to, and and I'm telling myself, building myself up, like, you know, you can do this. You know, you've done better. Mm -hmm. You know, you've done even bigger things. There's no, you know, everything about this subject Mm -hmm. matter. There's nothing at all to say you can't do this, but Mm -hmm. somehow somewhere in there is a panic button that is being pressed by accident, maybe I don't know what happened and I can't breathe. I can't feel my throat is feeling like it's swelling up. I'm going blank. I can't even remember what my last thought was. Um. And I'm like, where the shit did that come from? What the heck is happening right now? And you want to slap yourself. I've done that before people. (laughs) I've slapped myself. I've pinched my cheeks. I have put my head in a bucket of cold water before meeting. I've literally also had times when I'm gone like, where am I? Like, Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm like, shit! Like, I'm completely lost where I am and who I am yep. and what's going on. And then I'm like, and then it comes pouring back in your head, exploding, and your chest exploding, and mm-hmm. guys, I'm like, this shit is real. It's not like yep. it's hard for people to imagine. People then see it. Like you said, they're like, you're successful you know, you've You're got, fine. It, you are know, you know, you've been on talent, you, you work on television. You work. I'm like, guys, there are a lot of people out there who work in a lot of different industries, a lot of different things who mm-hmm. suffer from this. And it doesn't have to do with the fact that it doesn't mean I'm not confident. Trust me. Anyone who knows me knows that I think <laughs> my shit don't stink. So no. it's like it, the confidence level is there, but this is on top of that. This is somehow separate. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. And so- I can't
2: wait to send you my book because I, you almost like word for word said the exact same things that I've said about this, where it's just like, you know, it's, it exists, you know, you've gone through it every single time, but it's never less scary than the very first time it, it happens to you. And it's, it's, you're never more prepared if that, like, makes sense because mine come out of nowhere too. It feels like it's more just once the recognition starts to happen, then what? It's the if-then, then then what am I going to do? And setting up like an exercise that I do is called the if-thens, then what? And I actually go through what if this thing happens, then what will I do? And like making a panic attack prep list almost, if you will, for the situations that I'm in, I found to be really super helpful.
0: Amazing, amazing, amazing. The shit they don't tell you. This book, where can we get this book? (laughs) Don't fucking Um, panic
2: it's all over the internet amazon
0: everywhere so everywhere everywhere books? books are sold
2: just get it just go online and google it and you'll find I Don't
0: it. fucking panic people buy this book is what we're going to say here look you've been such a pleasure kelsey before you we let you too. go and i know we've already kind of kept you longer than we probably ah. probably we could talk to you all day i think on this yeah. on this show right now we have, cool. called, we have something called last orders it's a little kind of you know, rapid fire moment, it's pretty oh, easy, pretty simple stuff, but it, you know, just try to keep it light at the end, wrap it up on a light moment,
2: yeah, a little depression, uh, a little suicide. Let's wrap oh,
0: it up. This, God almighty, right? Okay, people, last orders with Kelsey coming up for you right now, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us on this rambling, uh, this shake and been so show. Fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Kelsey, I got a question for you, yeah. If, if animals could talk, which would be the rudest? <laughs> oh, God. "Hey, so, Katie, call that?
2: Oh, it's got to be cats, right?
0: Ah. Does it?
2: Cats are assholes. I have two. Ah. I love them, but they're fucking assholes.
1: Apparently, there's just been a study on them. They are totally disloyal. R- yeah, no. 100%. 100%. My, my
2: cat would rub up against the leg of, like, a rapist ah. murderer entering my ah. house, for sure.
0: Okay, next question. Dawn or dusk?
2: gone now that i'm sober
0: really
2: there's so much time in the morning
0: you you get up early early bed
2: you have when you're sober your body's just like 6 30 you're up welcome to the world go do shit when i was drinking i could just sleep in and oh self-loathe and roll around the sheets now i love the mornings it's so peaceful no one's up so no one bothers you
0: hate to burst your bubble but i drink like a fucking fish and i i'm a dawn person as well so just so you know, or for all of you guys like me out there, don't be afraid of that. Okay.
1: The, you all know, right. I like that.
0: You know, well, not well. really,
1: because earlier in the show, you said he suffered from terrible insomnia and never mm-hmm. got a good to so really? sleep. So, so, can I even it out? I yeah. occasionally have a drink, occasionally, I like to get up early
0: and occasionally, like, occasionally have a drink,
1: and I, and I occasionally like seeing the dawn before I've gone to bed. In the, especially in the summer in England. Oh, oh
0: my, yeah.
1: Oh my God. we've all like, had uh,
2: those nights. Oh, he, doesn't like... have, he
0: doesn't have those nights like a past tense thing. You have to understand <laughs> somebody who's who's been serially doing this his entire entire life. <laughs> like, uh, no one does it better than him.
2: Tom, I'm calling you when I come to England. I'll be there yeah, this you summer.
0: Must. You must
2: absolutely. You must. Well,
0: okay. Here we go. Another one. What is the worst song ever?
2: Oh, oh, the um. Anything – oh, God, I might get dragged for this. But anything by that one chick that's like, and there you go. No way. Right.
1: Stevie Nicks.
2: Stevie Nicks. I can't stand – it's something about the – Fleetwood Mac. Thank you. Fleetwood Mac. If I never hear it again, it'll be too soon. I think it's just Fleetwood
0: something – I'm what sorry, here, people. Beat with smack.
2: People get so mad at me, but the tone, the note in which she sings, like feels like glass on my fucking brain. I can't stand it. I'm sorry. Toss it out. Throw it away. Sorry, Celine Nix.
0: You're a fashion icon, but I can't. I think she's hot. Anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> in the movie of your life, Kelsey, who would you have play you? <laughs>
2: One of you, because I feel like now we've had like a very intimate conversation, and you guys understand who I am and like the real character of me, so one of you.
0: Definitely, Tom. Um, we have the same float-
2: hair color, so yeah, probably, yeah,
0: Tom. Exactly. You know, I'm actually ginger. I just shave it off and dye it black because oh, okay, you know, I don't want to make cool. him feel vulnerable.
2: Understandable. Um,
0: what floats your boat and what gets you goat?
2: <laughs> what does get your goat mean? Is that an English thing?
0: It, it means what upsets you, love. Oh. <laughs> What floats your boat you is what you love and what gets your goat is what upsets you.
2: Okay, what do I love? I don't fuck. what a broad-ass question. Right now I'm really loving popsicles. I've eaten like four popsicles today. That's been floating my fucking boat. And I like the idea of what gets my goat. Sweaty undercarriage. Because that's also happening right now.
1: <laughs> oh, <God>. What <laughs> gross. personal sweat? Undercarriage
2: and steaming <laughs> it. It's hot, in the, cat skills, you know it, Nigel. It's hot. Your,
0: don't put your feet up again. Why? Not, not after you've talked about sweaty <laughs> undercarriages. Bearing oh, <God. laughs> <laughs> it out, people. I
2: can't, it's so fucking hot here, Tom. You got to get your, <laughs> really? your cozy ass over here because
0: it's is sweaty. You
1: yeah, have your final question. Well, it looks like a sauna you're in anyway, so it's the same coloring. Feel I feel
0: like know. it. Meanwhile, uh, I don't know why she's in some sort of weird room with the one light above her. It's like she's been sort of... It's hostage. a
2: cabin. So no, she's been
0: kidnapped, people. She's in a oh, cabin please. in the Catskills being kidnapped. under no one, one would line.
2: ever want to kidnap me. I wouldn't shut the fuck up. They'd be like, go here, uh, go back to your fucking family and get out of here, kid.
0: <laughs> Final <laughs> question. Shaken or stirred?
2: Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm gonna go with Shaken because I am such a hoe for like a fruity mixture, a little like juicy, fruity situation. So I'm going shaken.
0: Shaken. Shaken it is, people. Kelsey Dara, check Uh, out her book. Uh, don't fucking panic. You can get it anywhere you like. She's got podcasts. I know what they Confidently Insecure Guilty Pleasures yep. Check her out Follow her on Clubhouse Follow yeah. her on Instagram Follow More. her everywhere Just yeah, fucking funny. follow her But you know yeah. Don't freak her out Don't be weird Only right?
1: fans Only fans are you, on that?
2: I, you know what Tom I started one I haven't posted anything But I already have 40 followers So I
1: guess uh, I do I, have I, one <laughs> I just pay for the feet pics
2: But just DM me If you want a personal foot picture Just DM me also, i don't it. fucking care who cares right
1: there you have it i don't know oh. what dm means but yeah that sounds exciting
0: i actually don't know what dm, I'll put what is
2: Nigel. DM? direct message tom gosh
0: okay. Oh, okay. Uh, it stands for dear moron <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for you. expect a lot of them soon um Everybody, this was the Shaken and Stirred Show. Check us out wherever good podcasts can be found. And now we're on YouTube. So there you go. Tom, you better dress next time. Thank you so much, Kelsey. We love you. Good luck with everything. And uh, hope to have a real drink with you soon. One, one day where we can be in yeah, person. Yeah, call me.
1: You to England for sure. You know,
2: I already got you my phone.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Bye, <laughs> guys. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you very much for listening. That is Shaken and stirred. We will be back next week with a, another podcast and another fantastic guest. And uh, stay safe.
1: See ya.